Hello and welcome to the 13th Hour Podcast. This is episode number 388. I'm your host, Joshua Blum, and I thought I would give you a quick little update about something that I recently discovered that was kind of neat. In the past, I've talked about making custom action figures, or maybe not action figures, I guess you could say, with Legos. So that, I guess you could call them action figures. They do move, but... Uh, th- those were ones for like the Rocketeer and the Night of the Comet and so forth. Um, I have discovered a, a similar, it's like a competitor to Lego and it's called uh, Mega Constructs. And uh, Mega Blocks are a longtime competitor of Lego. I had them as a kid. They use the same exact system of interlocking blocks. And I I don't know if there was any like legal kind of like, you know, uh, sort of things between the two companies. I suspect, I feel like there were maybe at times, but they're basically the same and they're interchangeable. Um, and there's lots of Lego imitators uh, out there. Um, and if you look up, uh, you know, Things that uh, are compatible with Legos, you'll find lots of stuff. There's lots of companies making similar uh, type of interlocking brick type of toys. This, one of the things that differentiates them, though, is the little minifigures that come with them. So Lego has a very distinctive look to them. The Lego Friends uh, look that I mentioned before that I used for making the Night of the Comet figures is a departure from the traditional very squat um, figure that is sort of established as the like the Lego look. But all these different other companies out there have um, their own particular take on how to make a little minifigure. And they're all about the same size, which is, you know, like about two inches tall or so. So the Mega um, Constructs figures are a little uh, about the same a little bit bigger i think a little little taller but they're more realistically proportioned they look more like people although they still have sort of somewhat stubby legs um, but uh, they're a little bit more proportional than the lego ones which are you know they're more stylized and um, the interesting thing about them is that they again like the lego figures have little holes on their feet so they can fit in the tr- traditional like lego pegs the studs um, so you can position them on the on a baseboard in the same way, or at least a similar way. I, I wouldn't say that they work quite as well as Lego does. Uh, it's not one of the things that was actually really good about the way Lego does it is that it's it's modular. It's very modular in that it it it, it fits um, it fits very well, uh, and the pieces have good tolerances and stuff like that. So that when they fit together, they fit tightly. A lot of the other competitors where it's not quite as good. And I would say that's one of the things that you notice, uh, when you don't get a, an official Lego thing, you get a bootleg, it doesn't fit together as quite as well. But the, the, these Lego, um, or the, they're cool. And these mega construct ones are are, are fun. They have a number of licenses that Lego does not have. Uh, for example, there is a whole range of Halo, like the video game, uh, little figures that uh, Mega Constructs has. And I, I think the, the actual brand is Mega Blocks. And I'm not sure what the Constructs part, maybe that's a separate thing within that 
universe. But uh, they have Halo, they have some video game, other video games like Assassin's Creed, um, and uh, they have some shows like Game of Thrones and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and uh, things like that. Some of those maybe uh, if you look um, if you look up there, uh, some of those may be custom, some of them may be bootleg, but there's some official ones that they do have. So one thing that I did, uh, this is for, I talked to, I may have talked about it uh, a little bit here, but it was mostly on the Patreon, is that for the people that are in Patreon, if they would like, we've been having small uh, Dungeons & Dragons style uh, campaigns. And one thing that I've in the, set in the world of the 13th hour. And so one of the things that I've experimented with is how to introduce little minifigures into that. I wanted figures that could be posable, that could hold different things. Uh, so as the characters grow, you could actually upgrade that with their look um, in a real sense, as opposed to just a drawing. One of the advantages of um, using something that's modular, like Lego minifigures or, or the Mega Constructs figures, is they can hold things in their hands. Uh, and there's lots of accessories that are available. So in fact, the Lego constructs and the Lego figures, they actually use the same exact things, the same exact accessories. And so that means that there's a lot of stuff that you can get that uh, you can find in terms of things like weapons, you know, swords and spears and bows and or other things they can hold inside their hands um, that will just clip into their hands in a very uh, secure way. I What I ended up doing is I ended up making some custom figures, which I have some pictures of. I started doing this at the tail end of last year, and now that it's been out for a while, I can now talk about it. Um, I wanted to create little minifigures of the Imperial Rangers, and so one thing we've been doing in the Patreon is that uh, we've been having little quests for that are uh, basically standalone. Is I wanted to do something that is people can drop in and out of. They may not be able to make all the sessions. And uh, if it's a longer campaign and stuff like that, uh, it, it gets hard to follow. And if you miss a session or two, then it's it's hard to know. You know, you, you can't catch up and that kind of stuff like that. So I wanted to make it uh, something that people could come if they want. Don't come if you, if you can't make it. No big deal. Uh, and it's very modular in that way. And so... There's a section in the 13th hour where all the all the uh, Imperial Rangers are together and they're training. And I wanted them to uh, go on um, some training missions, but that was too long to really stick in the book. Most of the, most of the book is about the main character, Logan, and his travels after he leaves uh, his period of training in the military. And so all these other characters, the, the other Imperial Rangers that he trains with and he adventures with, they have a fairly short part in the actual novel. The novel Empty Hands is actually more about them and their training. And so I wanted to set these training missions to right after the Empty Hands period, when they're getting close to being on their own and uh, they're going on some practice missions uh, to shore up their skills. So so every every uh, player gets to pick a character, uh, one of the Imperial Rangers, and 
they basically go on a, a different mission each time that completes when the session finishes. And uh, I used um, uh, Assassin's Creed figures for this because I just happened to see that they have a hood. Uh, at least some of them have a hood that is kind of like the ones that the Imperial Rangers, I drew them as having a hood that, that will fit, you know, obviously fits over their head. A hood would be actually, uh, it's when I was drawing it initially, uh, I thought it would kind of look cool and stuff like that. A hood is not a very practical kind of thing if you think about it. Uh, a hood is something that's, it it can very easily be grabbed, especially if it's something that falls off your head and it's just, you know, functioning is kind of like, well, like a hooded sweatshirt, it's hanging in back of you. It's very easy to grab. Uh, it, um, it, it would fall off, it would fall off fairly easily uh, if it was there just to protect your head or just to uh, sh sort of shroud your face. Um, if you were running or jumping or whatever, it would probably not stay in place. So the idea that uh, the hood would be practical, I don't know. But I do like the idea of, of a hood that can kind of fold back into the jacket, kind of like a fatigue jacket would. So, But it, that's neither here nor there. That's the design of, that I originally went with. And the Assassin's Creed uh, model. Um, I've not really played most. I, I think I played one once. But I, I, and I, as far as I can tell, uh, the game is about an assassin who dresses in, who has this costume with a hood and a tunic and goes around <laughs> assassinating people throughout history, I think. There seems to be multiple different, not, not one character. I don't quite understand the whole story. But uh, either way, uh, they have some mega constructs, make some figures for them. And I got a whole bunch of them. I think they came from China. They took quite a while to get here. But um, what I ended up doing was modifying them to create the uh, Imperial Ranger tunic, which uh, has different colors and protects the, the front and back of the, uh, the torso. And then they also have a, a basically like a belt, uh, which goes around their, you know, their waist, uh, which I painted gold. And uh, that was quite easy to do because the, in, the um, Assassin's Creed figures had this sort of like skirt or sort of like tailcoat kind of thing that they had in their costumes. And I could trim that pretty easily to make the belt that I, uh, I initially drew for the Imperial Rangers. So each Imperial Ranger has a different color. You know, Logan has blue. Uh, the ones that we have here, I have Lance and um, Blake and uh, Aaron, and they each have different colors. Aaron is a red. Um, Lance is more of like an orangish or reddish orange. Blake is a purple. So that part is basically done. They, uh, the Imperial Rangers wear a, like a shirt underneath, a white shirt underneath. So that part was already done. Um, the, Imper the, uh, um, Assassin's Creed figures have that already. Uh, and the Imperial Rangers have gray pants, which is pretty much what these guys already came with. Um, and then gray pants and boots. The boots are a little bit higher than, than I drew them, uh, but they're pretty close. And then I have a bunch of different accessories. So there's things like swords and hatchets and uh, bows and things like that. Some of which I glued in place. Like for example, Blake's character, uh, he has a quiver that's glued to the back of his back or, you know, it's, it's attached, but uh, I ended up just gluing it in place and, and, a, and a bow. 
Uh, one thing that I just did is that I wanted to do something for one of the wizards. So the, the campaign that we just finished is involves one of the castle wizards. So in this case, it is Wander the wizard who comes up in the books. And um, he's probably like the, he's a slightly younger, they're all elderly in like their 70s to 90s, but he's probably the on the slightly younger side. And uh, I, because I got a bunch of these uh, Assassin's Creed minifigures, only a couple of them ended up going to the, uh, to make the characters. I did use three others to make, um, uh, to make basically duplicates. So at the moment I have three patrons and I sent them their characters as uh, Christmas gifts. And so, but I still had some left over. And so I've used those, those bodies basically to make uh, like enemies. Um, and one of which, um, is I made Wander the Wizard. So I have a, uh, I'll take a picture of him to show. But I wanted to do like a wizard's robe. And I thought an easy way to do that would basically be to take a piece of cloth and put it over him. And so what I ended up doing is sculpting a bit of hair and a beard for him just to give him a slightly different appearance. But then also taking a, a small piece of scrap cloth um, and then uh, it was basically like a square of it um, and then folding it in half so it forms kind of a tunic and then again I mean, into quarters and then cutting off a, a bit of it, um, like the, a piece of the one of the corners basically so that I could fit it right over his head. And so the, there'd be a flap that goes down over his front and one over his back. And then I used a twist tie to make him sort of a belt. So it pull it nice and tight and cinch it around the middle. That was pretty much it for his wizarding outfit. The only other thing that I added was a hat. It's like, well, why not give him a wizarding hat, one of those cone hats? Who knows if people actually wear those things, but I gave him one of those out of the same material. Just made a small cone out of cloth, stuck some epoxy clay in there. Um, I use Aves epoxy clay, two parts, mix it together, it cures. Uh, after I would say about an hour, and that's the stuff that I also use to make the, uh, like the uh, his beard and his hair as well. So I stuck that in place, and it's sitting on his head. Pretty uh, rough and 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 fast. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time to do this one, but I just wanted something to differentiate him from the other characters, and so that's what I got. And so at this point, we have. Wander the Wizard, we have three Imperial Rangers, and I, and then a couple of like sort of NPC type, type ones that keep changing. I have found these characters, these mega construct uh, characters here and there. I originally found one by accident a number of years ago and saved it because I thought it looked kind of neat. And I was like, well, maybe I can do something with this at some point. I think it's from another video game called Borderlands, which I've never played before, but it's a character there. I have thought about, like, well, can I use um, uh, this these as bases to make some more 13th hour figures or perhaps a little Rocketeer figure? I think, and I think it's actually possible. I can, if I, you know, I made uh, the, the, uh, the other Imperial Rangers. I don't think there's any reason why I couldn't make Logan. Um, I might make him look slightly different. Uh, now that I've made a couple of these 
uh, but I'd probably use a similar base. Pretty easy to do. One of the things that I would like to, would be a little bit of a uh, difficult difficulty to find would be a distinctive headpiece. To, uh, the um, All the other characters basically look alike. Blake's skin is a little darker, so I painted that brown. But otherwise, it's hard to tell the facial features from, from one from another. Now, it doesn't really matter because uh, it's uh, you're, you're kind of seeing it from a little bit further away. But um, I think for, for, uh, for Logan, since he is the main character of the book, I think I'd want to have something that looks distinctive for him. Um, and he, he's never really shown with his hood on. So I figured the other guys, they, they wear their hood. Um, and that was pretty easy because the character underneath it is bald, um, which um, Logan is, is not. And the, the other guys are not either. Uh, but I, I figured that uh, I like the, the look with the hood. Um, and I think that that would be kind of appropriate for, um, for these missions uh, because it looks um, kind of pretty distinctive. But since Logan never, and we never really see what they look like in the book, but since Logan never wears it, I figured I, you know, I would end up sculpting some hair. So I may, in effect, end up doing that. And I, I see other people make custom figures with these little things. And so I've looked around and, and seen that. I could also sculpt the head. But since there are enough others out there, I think I'll keep looking around, see if we can find one. I may also try to make an Aurora with uh, this particular base. It's a little bit harder to find female figures, uh, and the ones that are tend to be like soldiers or things like that. But there are a couple that are not. Masters of the Universe is another license that they have, and there's a couple of female figures that they have for that particular line. So I may look there. I do think it might be possible to make a little Rocketeer minifigure. You know, it's not a whole lot different than the uh, in scale than the. Uh, the one that I had, the Lego figure that I made. And so the little Rocketeer um, backpack, you know, the, the, the Cirrus, the Rocket Pack, actually would fit the same size one that I used, you know, for the Lego figure. So uh, it actually would fit. I would have to make another helmet, but that's not so bad. Or one thing I could do, and I have to experiment with this, I guess I could shrink down the one that I have to a, a smaller size. I, I might be able to do that. So I think that is something that is a potential work in progress. I could make the, I could find some pieces. There's, there's pilots and things like that that they have that I might be able to also find some compatible heads to make a cliff. Uh, I think they would have to make, do a little bit of sculpting, you know, making jodhpurs and uh, that front um, button-down jacket uh bib front that he has they do that but uh i that wouldn't be too hard actually to make a rocketeer figure he has the same kind of uh triangular tunic style um torso that the imperial rangers have so i may in fact use the same same base as uh, i'm using now with the these assassin creed figures that's a little update, and if you have any inkling to play around with something like that, and you're looking to have more dynamic kind of like little miniatures like this, I think either like the Lego figures or like if you want something a little bit more realistic, these Mega Constructs figures are quite a good choice, I think. Although I think they're, they can be quite expensive if you buy them new. 
I think you can find them much more reasonably priced if you look for them used or if you look for them loose, like they don't have the packaging, or if you look for them through other means like overseas, like AliExpress and Wish.com and places like that. Some of those may in fact be bootlegs. I don't know if they're all from the original company or many of those may just not have the packaging. What I've noticed is with some of those places, they may have a lot of the parts. If you look on eBay, it's another place like that. You may be able to get parts like a whole host of heads or, or leg pieces or arm pieces or whatever. And because the, the accessories are modular with Lego ones, you have a big selection of things you can choose from there. So that's, uh, that's something that I've been working on for a while that I thought I would just share a little bit about, and you may see more of in the coming weeks. Thank you for listening. I hope your start of your 2023 is going well, and I will talk to you guys in the future. Hey, a couple last minute things before you go. Thanks for listening to this show. If you liked it, you can find many more on the website 13thr.wordpress.com or on your favorite podcasting platform. You can often find behind the scenes information about this show and other things that I do on social media, such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll see links to those in the show notes. Sometimes people will ask me, how can I help contribute to the show or other things that, that I do? And probably one of the easiest ways is by going over to Facebook and looking up the Facebook group called 13th Hour Arts. And it's a place for not only to discuss these kinds of things, but also for you to share your own creative process and the things that you're doing that bring meaning to your life. You can also do things that are entirely free, such as leaving a review for a book, music, this particular podcast, share it with friends, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, email me, W-R-I-T-E-J-O-S-H-U-A-B-L-U-M at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions and comments. You can also leave a one-time donation over at Coffee, and that's K-O-F-I slash 13THHR. It's basically like a virtual tip jar, kind of like the sort of thing like a piano player might have at a bar or something like that. For a small amount, you can also leave a donation on a monthly basis at Patreon, and that helps bring new things to this particular show and to support future projects. And that's at 13th Hour Arts. It's also a place for patrons to share their own creative process and the things that bring inspiration and meaning to them. I hope by sharing a little bit of the creative process in this particular show, it gets people to cultivate that aspect of their own life and to remember that those things are important, even if you are an adult and you may not have time for it. Hopefully by paying attention to those aspects of your own life, you can remember your own dreams and aspirations and help create a world and make a world that you want to be in. And at the end of the day, that's sort of what the 13th hour is about. So thanks as always for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.